down from the top, make it drop that somewhere. Now get a bucket and a mop that somewhere. I'm talking wop, wop, wop that somewhere. Macaroni in a pot that somewhere. Is that fucking Celine Dion? So it sounds like Celine Dion. It's supposed to be like. An imitation of Celine Dion singing. Oh my god, it's great. It's on point, and every time I listen to it, the world gets a little bit brighter, I'm not gonna lie. Wow, that really sounded like Celine. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I fucks with Celine Dion, I don't care. Yeah, same, same. Um, There's this whole thing, Sophie always loves to talk about it, I guess there was some really bad flooding, um, and she's like giving this passionate speech because you know she's ultra canadian and she was like we're gonna take the canoes and we're gonna save the kids in the canoes in these flooded towns and there's this whole big meme about it i have to find it sophie can post it sophie that's your fucking job this week post that meme please um it's really funny but you know just out of touch unreal celebrity shit you know yes i need it i need to see it (laughs) So there's your dose of a uh, Celine Dion singing WAP for you. Oh for my the week. god, that sounded like her. That was crazy. It was really good. I like. I was like, I have to start the episode with this with no context. Like you just have to hear it. So I, I love it. That's that was great. Yeah. So there you go. What are we doing this week? Okay. Well, I would like to play two truths and a lie, but we have to obviously make them very difficult because we know lots of fun facts about each other. So I thought that would be fun because I want it to be hard. Okay. Can we do three truths and a lie? Oh, that's right. We're going to, yes, 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 you can. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Numero uno. Um, I hit a car during my driver's test. I've gone on a ride in a hot air balloon. I've been arrested and I was madly in love with someone from a different country. All right. So I'm tossed between the hot air balloon and getting arrested. Okay. Because I feel like you, like, I want to Google your mugshot now (laughs) and see if anything comes up. (laughs) And if you did get arrested, we're posting your mugshot. So I hope that you know that's happening. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the rested. You think as that's a lie. lie? Yeah. Bitch, I have never gone in a hot air balloon. Oh my god! Where's <laughs> your mugshot? <laughs> so I didn't get it. I did not have a mugshot taken. Oh god damn it! That's I the know. best part. <laughs> I know. I I mean I was extremely cross faded. Um, but I don't think I had. <laughs> I don't think I had a mugshot taken. I I I, I remember my um my fingerprints i remember that vividly being done what did you get arrested for um well what had happened was i got super cross-faded in college this was several <clears throat> years ago but uh i got super fucked up and i okay so my friend and i i won't say who but you can probably figure it out and we were so we were doing... I think I know who. You probably so. do. Um, we were being really fucking wild and just doing tons of Grey Goose shots and smoking the marijuana. And the guys that we were with that we did not know very well, um, they were dr- giving us a ride back to uh, the the friend's... 
I almost said it, the friend's apartment. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the apartment right here. It was not. <laughs> I passed out in the lawn of the wrong apartment. Me oh and my, my friend God. got separated from each other and the fucking cops were waking me up. Oh my God. Yes. Becky. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, can I can I just say for one moment that I am absolutely shit shocked that you have been arrested and I have not. Um yeah, that's the common theme that I get. People never believe me. And you know what pissed me off? I remember this so vividly. So I had like just turned I had only been 21 for like not even a year. Yeah. And um I give the cop and my my hair was up. Okay. I give the cop my ID and then my ID picture my hair was down and she was accusing me she was like this isn't you (laughs) and I'm like bitch and I was I like sobered up instantly I was like yes it is me like I wasn't even fucking around like I was legitimately like that was my fucking ID I was just shit-faced that's so funny yep Um, I have many questions though okay Um, for the podcast or no, 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 no. I mean, yes. Okay. okay. Sure. Whatever you want to talk about. Um, one, did you pass your driver's test? Oh. <laughs> well, no, not that one. Uh, so um, I was 16. It was the first time I took the test. And, I, you know, in, in Ohio, where I'm from, they do something called a maneuverability test, which is kind of like parallel parking. Okay. And I fucking sucked at that at first. Like I it yeah. was so hard for me to learn that. So I failed it. So they do that. And then the second part is just a driving test where you drive around the block and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so I I failed the maneuverability thing like uh, right away. I was just I sucked at it. I could not get the directions down like in reverse and shit. I was so bad at it. Um and then I think I was just super bummed and I wasn't paying attention. I did the <laughs> I did the around the block. <laughs> And oh I my pulled God. back into the DMV driving uh the parking lot and I didn't there's this big ass truck in the other in the in the parking spot opposite of where I was parking. So like if I pulled through, that's where the truck was. Yeah. And I didn't see that his big fucking bumper of the of the bed of his truck was like in my spot and I and I fucking rear-ended it. Oh my god. It didn't that's leave a so mark. Funny. It didn't leave a mark or anything, but then I failed then I failed both parts and I had to redo the whole thing. <laughs> that's amazing. Mm. Um and the, I'm the glad- fucking the little old man, the little shit old man driver uh driving instructor in the yeah. passenger seat next to me. He just looks at me and he goes, oh, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> and I picture him, I picture him looking like, um, you remember, did you watch Will and Grace? Yeah. Remember Beverly Leslie? Yeah. I forget his name in real life. <laughs> Something Jordan, I don't. Leslie Jordan? Leslie, Jordan. Leslie Jordan? Yeah. And he played. Was that. it? I think so. I picture that guy looking like that because he was just yeah, it was definitely little... Leslie Jordan. Okay, yeah, and he played he played Beverly Leslie on Will and Grace. Oh um, my god! Over oh, I, I keep I keep picturing him looking like that. Anytime, been, no, it's been like ten years and I don't remember his face. Anytime you do something like stupid, I'm gonna go. Oh, Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca, and I'm like, fuck you, god damn it, you little keyboard elf. Also, was the online, was it online, the love in a different country? No, it was not. How the fuck did you meet him then? In college. Oh, and then he left. Yep. Well, that's dumb. 
Um, yeah, I'll have to tell you that story. It's a lot. Yeah, one. that's fine. I just was like, I figured it was one of those online things. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, okay. I'm really glad you didn't go in a hot air balloon. Well, that sounds horrifying. I don't know. It just scares me. I would like to. Um, but Mm-mm. but no, I have not done that. And that was fun. I'm, I'm really glad I got you. Yeah. All right. I don't think I'm going to get you. Oh, you might. Let's see. Um. Okay. You ready? Mine are all really dumb and not fun like that. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Go ahead. My room was painted hot pink when I was in middle school. I hope that's real. I could speak Italian with my grandmother when I was young, but lost the ability when she passed away. Uh, I was obsessed with Cleo Thomas, who played Zero in the movie Holes. Mm. And I was a cheerleader. The lie has to be that you were a cheerleader. No. What? (laughs) I was, in fact, a cheerleader. Oh, wait, in what grade? Uh, It was middle school, but it was, like, our middle school and high school were combined. So, like, because our school was so small, like, my graduating class had, like, 70 people in it. Okay, the fact that it was in middle school was slightly more believable. I mean, I haven't changed that much since middle school, to be totally honest. But you're so not a cheerleader. I was very much a cheerleader. Um, I was definitely, like, the emo cheerleader who wasn't about, like, the cheerleading part, but I really liked routines and I liked competitions. Like, so I guess I was more, like, competition cheerleader than, like, going to football games cheerleader. I had to do the football game shit and, like, basketball games and cheer for our really shitty fucking sports teams, but I really liked competitions. Okay, so do you, being that you are a fucking veteran cheerleader, do you believe that cheerleading is a sport? I do, 110%. Okay. The shit that you are expected to do as a cheerleader, most most humans cannot do. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And I only did it for a year because I didn't like my coach and I didn't feel like dealing with it anymore, but I was a cheerleader. Uh, wow. You, uh, that, that threw me. Yeah. Okay. Um then the lie is, I feel like the Italian thing is is true. Maybe. Um the hot pink room? Nope, it was pink. <laughs> oh, hot pink? Hot pink. How the fuck do you get that off the walls? Like Uh we moved, so I don't fucking know. Oh my god. Okay, I guess the Italian thing? It is the Italian thing. So really? I could never actually speak Italian. I could understand Italian. Okay. Um, so when my grandma would talk to me, I would understand fluently what she was saying, um, but I could never speak back to her in Italian. Um, and I was very young when she passed away, and she had tried to teach me Italian forever. And of course, I was a dumb kid, and I was like, I don't want to fucking learn how to speak Italian. And now I wholly regret it because... I don't that would be awesome yeah I could be bilingual right now but um so I still understand a lot of Italian words but I can't speak them back like if if I hear someone talking in Italian I know it's Italian sometimes I can understand what they're saying but I can't um speak it back so um you should do that duo duolingo thing yeah and see if maybe that would help yeah yeah one of my my yoga instructors is doing that for Italian because she's super Italian I think yeah um, and yeah, I've heard it's. I've I've heard good things about it. It makes me sad because it makes me think about my grandma. So like, I don't. But she'd be so like, 
She'd be, oh my god, she'd be so, like, fucking happy, though, that you're doing that. Well, I also should point out that I had to learn how to understand Italian, or I could have never understood my grandma. Oh, she didn't speak any English. <laughs> she, she was, um, I'm only the second person on that side of the family born in America. So, she was, like, hardcore, old-school Italian, and, like, she did speak English, but it was very broken English, um... And so she'd like throw in Italian words mixed in with the English and you're expected to understand kind of deal, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. Like kind of like a Spanglish, but. Yeah, kind of. Italianish. Yeah, Italianish. That works. Oh, that's cool. Okay. See, that was good. I like that. I knew that you were probably obsessed with the kid that played Zero. He's a little cutie. Yeah, I don't, I really, looking back, I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me? But he was like my world for like a whole year. It was really weird. I had like posters of him and shit. It was really awkward. Wait, I wanna what's his name? Uh Cleo Thomas. His first name's actually Khalid. Why is he but why doesn't he go by that? I don't know, because I think Cleo was his middle name or some shit. Why do I remember this shit? This is even more embarrassing than it needs to be. <laughs> um but <laughs> But yeah, so um oh and he God, spells he's so he's like a man now. He's a man. It's weird to see Zero as a man, yeah. It really is. I follow him on TikTok, so what up, Cleo Thomas? Aww, I was obsessed so, with you as a child. So cutie patootie. Do you know you guys are like two days apart? Oh, fuck, we are. I just Googled it. No, I didn't know that out of yes. all the things I was obsessed with. His birthday no. January 30th. I think, I'm pretty sure January has 31 days, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think it does. But yeah, I was like literally fucking... two days apart to the, like to the year and everything. It was meant to be. Not really. I just think it's hilarious. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, that was a weird time in my life, but whatever. Hey, that's cool. So yeah, that was my awkward childhood. When everyone's always like, "Who's your awkward childhood crush?" That's mine. <laughs> mine was Usher. <laughs> I loved Usher. He has herpes. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> hey. You know what? I'm not judging. I just, it was just one of those things like my, my niece was, oh, my niece broke my fucking heart the other day. Aww. It was a while ago. She was saying something like, I love Usher. I love classic uh, R&B. And I was like, ma'am. Oh, no, honey. Ma'am. Usher is not classic anything. Like boys to men. Yeah. I also, feel I feel like. bad that I just like shamed him for herpes, but technically he's had it and had sex with people and didn't tell him. So that's a shame on that, Usher, that not he, on me. If he knew about it and didn't take any precautions or tell anyone, like, yeah. that's fucked and I am judging you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, oh, 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 here we go. Hold on. His, uh, uh hold on, hold on. This was very important because I'm pretty sure that his name was like, I gotta find it. Where is it? It's gonna drive me nuts because I knew this and I was always so obsessed with the fact that his name was not Cleo. I, I have to do this. Hold on. It's gonna drive me nuts. I believe his name was <laughs> Khalid Leon or something like that. And that's how he got Cleo. Like he combined the two. Oh, interesting. I'm super probably wrong. I hope he hears this someday and goes, this bitch knows nothing about me. And she says she was obsessed with me. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. It doesn't come up. Where did I find that? I swear to God. You know, because back in the day, there was always those like, uh, you know, the fucking 
uh, magazines we got that was like, oh, you need to know about such and such. And there was one with uh, Shia LaBeouf (laughs) and him. They were always so corny looking. There was like it was like yeah, it was like some one of those stupid like fun facts you need to know. And I was like, oh, really? Do I need to know this? Like, no, no one needed to know that actually. (laughs) Yeah, it was. His birth name was Khalid Leon Thomas, so I was right. Okay, but do you feel better about yourself? No, I actually feel much worse that I remembered that. (laughs) But no, I feel a lot. I feel a lot worse. A lot worse about my life, but that's okay. Oh no, shit. I feel really bad. So I have this app called Be My Eyes. Um, Have you ever heard of that? No. It's a really cool app. Is it like Ring or something? No. So what it is, is it's an app for people who are visually impaired. Oh, Oh, and you no, are a volunteer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. got a call and I missed it. I forget what does it do again, but I have so, heard of it. If someone, um, if someone that's visually impaired needs assistance, so like in the store, they're trying to find something and they can't see it, or if they're like, I had a gentleman once that I helped who was trying to match a pair of clothes and he wanted to know what looks better for his interview. Oh, <laughs> um. So they just reach out and try and get help. And I feel really bad because I just missed a call. But the good thing is there are way more volunteers than there are visually impaired people. Well, that's good. Um, my dogs are going nuts. I'm sorry. But so he, whoever was calling me will get help. But I just feel really bad. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I should sign up for that. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. And you meet new people doing it. And like, it's just a really cool thing. That is cool. So off topic but here we are hmm was there so, anything else we wanted to talk about for uh chenard and dna <laughs> yes obviously <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna be so mad so <laughs> i was as he's not really gonna be mad but like i was talking to joey about the kangaroo video and I was like, go. And by the way, blech. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was Nasty. on TikTok and I had to make it. So um, I was like, go to the, you know, Facebook page is on there. And he was like, right, Chenard and D. And he was like, nope, that's not right. <laughs> like he was trying to say Chardonnay and it came out Chenard. Oh I my God. It. it was so good. I, I cackle laugh for a solid 10 minutes at Chenard. I want to change our name. Petition to change Chardonnay and DNA to Chenard and DNA. Yep. Change.org. Put it on yeah. there. Yeah, do it. We'll do it if you get 100 signatures. That's okay, Joey. We all need help sometimes. I mean, you could just see his brain just went like window <laughs> shutdown noise, whatever he was saying. It. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, we're not mad. It's funny as shit. Or um, do we have any corrections? <laughs> um, what did I even talk about last week besides? You talked about. Oh, the ghost. Shit. I pissed the you go- off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's my correction. Fucking Terry had an amazing title for this, right? So it was, uh, I'm going to say it wrong because it's German, but it was the word ghost in German. So guys, I think it's. Geister? I don't I don't know. I'm like saying that wrong. Geist, like, yeah. Yeah. So it was Geister DNA, and he named it that. And my dumbass 
was so exhausted when I uploaded it. I didn't understand what it meant. And I gave it a whole different name. Oh, Oh, so, sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. Your uh, your title was way fucking better, and I'm a dick when I'm tired and just totally fucked that up. So I'm sorry. You're not like God. What the fuck, Terry? <laughs> well, no, I was I was reading. I was like, what is that? What's that? I don't what. <laughs> and I just got really confused. I was doing it at like twelve thirty in the morning, and I was like, this is past my bedtime, and I just I got to do this. Okay, it's uploaded. <laughs> did, he, did he spell ghost wrong? Yeah, I was like, what? What? I'm so I fucked this up. I'm sorry. So anyway, your title was much better, Terry. Mine sucked dick, and here we are. Oh, that's okay. That's my correction. Um. Well, I mean, this isn't a correction, but I did want to just go back to my Sam Shepard story from a couple weeks ago because I went and listened to that um that my favorite murder episode. And then Lauren and I were talking about our episode about it, and I did not realize, like, I thought so many people thought that he was innocent of that crime of killing his wife, but a lot of people think that he'd done it. I'm fairly certain. Wait, what episode did you go and listen to? The My Favorite Murder one? The My Favorite Murder one that you recommended. um, They think he did it. Yeah, I I think Karen is less sold that he did it, but... Georgia definitely thinks he did it. Um, yeah. But so there are a lot. And like, I was, after I was listening to that and talking to my friend Lauren, um, I went and looked, and there are so many sources. Like, there are so many articles about it. So there's one that's like, all oh, that's interesting. And there's a ton of different theories. Like, um, that Eberling guy who they thought, you know, was the killer. Um, he, it, it's reported that he had like, a map and like like this drawing of their house and was like super obsessed with the wife but then there are theories that like all these theories that sam really did it so um mine was like a very broad overview there's so much out there about it so um i just wanted to throw that out there i felt like after i heard about that i didn't quite do it justice but there are a lot of theories yeah sorry i didn't reply at all i was trying to remain quiet because my dog is going absolutely ape shit right now in the background because he thinks i'm not home oh um, mom yeah so if you hear a shit ton of barking that is why i didn't hear see if... did you mute it no i was just very quiet in case there was barking so terry could cut it out <laughs> oh no i didn't i didn't hear any of it okay okay he he seems to have calmed down, but if I have to stop and go tell them to shut up, I will let you know. Oh, he just wants his mommy. He's just being a butthole. <laughs> I Which say that one? with love. Spooky. Frank? Oh, spooky. <laughs> he he just like he gets real mouthy when I'm not around because he thinks he can get away with it. So like, oh, he's like I'm the man of the house, bitches. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I said he's being a butthole because he's not like this whenever he can see me because I don't play that shit. But she's like, he's like, mama can't bitch slap me now. <laughs> she can't yell at me. You just, like, storm out of the room. And you're like, yes, I'm like yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you know if I need to stop and correct my dogs. Okay. But what do you got for me this week? Um, I have a very cool story. It was fun to research. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of the Cheddar Man? No. My first thought was the Stinky Cheese Man. Do you remember that book? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what came into my mind. But... It actually has nothing to do with cheese. Oh, well, that's weird, Confusing. but okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so let me pull up my notes. 
Let me pull up my notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not letting me pull up my notes. There it is. Okay. So, all right. Hang on to your hat. Or your cheese, whatever. Or your cheese. Whatever you want to hang on to, just hang on to it. It's still not letting me open my notes. I really want to go get um, the cheese in my freezer fridge now, like, and eat cheese. I feel like it's needed. Would you like to go get cheese? No, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, Google Docs. Take your fucking time, I guess. Okay. All right, I guess I'll just go fuck myself, Google Docs. (laughs) Oh, for crying out loud. God, everyone just turned us off. Okay. Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, we got it? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So my sources are an article from The Guardian um, by Robin McKee from February 2018. Uh, a little bit of Wikipedia. Um, just search Shedderman. A BBC article also from February 2018 by Paul Rincon. And um, an article by uh, John Arnst from the National Association of Science Writers, NASW.org. All right. So in, All right. Um, in 1903, workmen digging a drainage trench in Goff's Cave in the Cheddar Gorge in Somerset, which is the southern region of England, uh, uncovered the remains of a young man sealed under a stalagmite. Um, the figure, but did you, I had to look up stalagmite. Did you know what that was? Is, is stalagmite the one that comes from the ceiling or from the bottom? I think ceiling, because it's kind of like a cave, like a, like a weird cave thing. Oh, it's, it's rising from the floor. Oh, I just couldn't oh, remember okay. if it rose from the ceiling of the cave. I knew what it was, but I didn't know if it was like the ones that come from the top of the cave or the ones that come from the bottom of the oh, cave. See, I thought it was top, but okay. Yeah. So stalagmite. Stalag, stalactites are the ones that come from the ceiling. Got it. Okay. Mike Thanks. Tight. Middle school biology or whatever science, not biology. Um, earth science. Sure. Whatever. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Well, Continue. <laughs> so in 1903, these workmen, uh, they were in Goff's cave in the Cheddar Gorge, hence the name. They dig up this young guy. Um, he was he was a small guy, about five foot five inches and would have been about 140 pounds, which I had to convert from stones. So that's 10 stone in England um, when he died in likely his early 20s. Uh, the cause of his death hasn't been determined officially by paleontologists, but due to some skull fractures, it appears that he may have died violently. Mm. So fossil experts, um, including those at the University College London and the National History Museum in London, realized that Cheddar Man, as he quickly became known, was almost 10,000 years old. This is still the oldest virtually complete skeleton that has been unearthed in the British Isles, although it's unclear whether he died in the cave or if he was brought there by, like, his tribesmen and then buried there. Um, Okay. No prehistoric Brighton of this age had previously had their genome analyzed. Um, And they also, we'll get to this, like, at the end when I send you a picture to look at, but they did a facial reconstruction of him, too. Okay. 
So the National History Museum researchers um, took DNA from part of the skull near Cheddar Man's ear, known as the Petrus. Um, at first, project scientists, um, professors Ian Barnes and Dr. Selena Brace, weren't sure if they'd get any DNA because it'd been so much time. But not only was his DNA preserved, but Cheddar Man had since, has since yielded the highest coverage for a genome from this period of, of uh, European prehistory. Um, huh. It was the Mesolithic Age, which is like the middle of the Stone Age. Okay. So they teamed up with researchers at the um, University College London to analyze the results, including gene variants associated with his hair, eyes, and skin color. And they found um, the Stone Age Britain had dark hair with a small probability that it was curlier than average, um, blue eyes, and skin that was probably dark brown or black. So this combination might appear striking to us today, which it would, because typically if you have dark skin, you have dark eyes. If you have light skin, then you're more likely to, you know, have blue eyes. Right. Like a girl. Um, so this combination, um, yeah, would be striking, but it was actually more common um, in Western Europe during during this era. Um, Stephen Clark, the director of the Channel 4 documentary that was made about this um, over in Britain, said, I think we all know we live in times where we are unusually preoccupied with skin pigmentation. Um, which, like, <laughs> laughs so she doesn't <laughs> yeah. Cry. yeah, right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I was just like, <laughs> did you just kind of, like, did you just kind of sigh? Like... <laughs> I kind of facepalmed and sighed at the same time. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So Professor Mark Thomas, a geneticist from UCL, said, It becomes a part of our understanding, I think, that would be a much, much better thing. I think that it would be good if people lodge it in their heads and it becomes a little part of their knowledge. And I think he meant, like, that this skin and, you know, this color combination... Like, it's all based in evolution and DNA, so nothing matters. You know what I mean? Like, it right. doesn't fucking matter. Um, so, unsurprisingly, the findings generated a lot of interest on social media because the Cheddar, Man, the Cheddar Man's genome revealed he was closely related to other Mesolithic individuals, so-called Western hunter-gatherers who have been analyzed from Spain, Luxembourg, and Hungary. Uh, Dutch artists Alphonse and Adri Kennis... Uh, specialized in paleontology paleontological <laughs> model that was making. good thank you uh, model making they took the genetic findings and combined them with the physical measurements from the scans of the skull and then they were able to put together the reconstruction um so the that's news, fascinating that they were able to do that. Is it good though, or is it like those horror shows that we saw? No, it's pretty good. I'll I'll send you. Okay, I'll send you one because yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, he does uh, he does look like strange based on our standards, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. Because it's just he just evolved like through evolution. We just look different now, but right, right. But no, it looks like a person. Um, so not, yeah. like a, not like a not like a horrific creepy, Halloween puppet, like a mannequin. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let me send you the reconstruction, and then we can like talk about what it looks like. 
Okay. All right, just sent it to you. Oh, no, that's really good. Isn't it good? That looks like just a human's head that was decapitated and is sitting on that. Yeah, it, but um, you can see, like, <clears throat> the reconstruction they did. He has kind of wavy hair, wavy black hair. I don't hair. think he looks that strange. I I think... No, I guess not. No, he's, I mean, yeah. I think he just looks like a normal dude. Yeah, I mean, it just, it is... His haircut is weird. He's got, like, a weird <laughs> uh, hunter-gatherer mullet going on, he but, like... He has, like, some weird bangs. Yeah, like, it's definitely business in the front. Hunting in the front and a uh, party in the back. Lots of party in the back. But, that you know, nothing wrong with that. His no, facial hair it's like very, is a little odd. Yeah, it's very striking, because his eyes, you can tell, are pretty, like, bright, and his skin's very dark. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not like he would, he looks like he wouldn't be walking down the street, you know, like looks, he looks like a real dude. Reconstruction's, it's good. I mean, it's, it looks, it looks human. Um, yeah, it really does. Which is more than we can say for that one, like, awful shit show that we had during that episode. I forget oh what it was my God. Now, but that was terrible. Yeah, awful. Um... Where was I? Okay, so the news, this news was certainly very intriguing. Um, For apart from revealing some home truths about the implications of how skin color can change over time, this new research underlines some essential and unexpected features about the ancestry of British people. So according to one geneticist involved in the study of Cheddar Man, Mark Thomas of UCL is... It, he says it's now clear that about 10% of British genes come from um, this, like, tribe that Cheddar Man was part of. So um, this is this is one of the, like, one of the, one of the people that they can, the oldest, you know, the oldest known people they can, like, date back current human beings to in that area. Right, okay. Um, he does caution that doesn't mean that 10% of British people are descended directly from him. It means that overall British genes, about 10%, um, can be drawn back to this group of people that he was that he was a part of. Does that make wow. sense? Wow. Yeah, no, that does. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good chunk. Yeah, absolutely. So the DNA of Cheddar Man shows that there is a 10,000-year-old unbroken genetic langu- lineage from people who inhabited Britain long before agriculture reached the shores um, to British men and women of today. So England's not actually this nation of farmers or, um, or like shopkeepers, but they can trace their ancestry back to nomadic hunters who 300 generations ago um, did things like carving antlers to make um, harpoons for fishing. They used bows and arrows. They trained dogs that would have assisted them in hunting um, so all these things that they kind of once thought about what their history looked like really are very different. Wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me that the English always thought they were proper shopkeepers and um, farmers? I mean, from what I read, this this was very shocking that they found out that that's not the case. I wish I could describe my face right now. Yeah, it's weird because it's like, Obviously, that had to start somewhere. Right. It's not like you just, like, you, you like, evolutioned from 
whatever and just we're like well time to open a shoe shop here we go like that's not how this fucking works i think like (laughs) it was a lot of like farming like that i don't i don't know but that that was highlighted in every source that i read was that like oh we weren't always farmers (laughs) what the fuck okay i love you england i love our british fans but it was it's it's strange. I mean, I don't know if that represents like the overall thinking of Britain, but it, But what I don't understand. It was certainly in every fucking article. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck? What's that? What, the, you know that American Gothic that painting? Yeah. Like yes. I just think that that's like what happened. Like those that was Adam and Eve. <laughs> that they were just Im- Im- like immediately civilized humans. Yeah, dude, I don't I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. Not hunters, not what the fuck. I don't know if maybe they thought they were like or maybe they were going I I don't know. Maybe they thought like of Vikings or like Greek like ancient Greece. But Vikings shit. were fucking like hunter gatherers at true. one time too. Bitch, I don't so, know. So and, and I don't fucking <laughs> I'm <laughs> my brain is literally sca- like <laughs> I can't Wow. So the people who are in England listening to this, please uh at some point reach out and let us know um if y'all really thought They're that. Gonna be like, no, we never fucking thought that the people that wrote this was like they were a bunch of like I wanna know if that was taught in school though. I don't yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we were but taught like shit we were taught, yeah. I mean, we were in the dark about some shit. <laughs> oh yeah, but I we were still taught that at one point our ancestors were hunter gatherers. <laughs> yeah so we were also taught that we were friends of native americans like oh which absolutely not so no i don't know i don't know but um that that was highlighted in all of these articles so. <laughs> wow i mean that's me trying to give their education system a lot of leeway which yeah. is probably just as shitty as ours so ah. okay sorry continue so our friend mr chetta he was a member of a population of nomadic hunters who thrived during the middle stone age um these were the western european hunter gatherers who whose remains have been found in spain luxembourg and hungary like i mentioned before um but the dna of the pe- of these people also showed that they too had the dark skin um and blue eyes and they were very genetically similar to Cheddar Man. So it's likely that these these, these were all, like, uh, close descendants or, you know, they were all in the same tribe or whatever. Um, right, okay. So at this time, Britain was a peninsula of northern Europe linked by an area of land that now forms the seabed of the southern North Sea and the English Channel. So as a result, so I'm guessing so that what it sounds like is between those two bodies of water, there was like, um, there was some land there connecting them from when like Earth, w- from when, you know, everything was still connected, like Pangea and all that shit. I was just about to say when everything was Pangea. Yes. Um, so as a result, nomadic people often following the migrating animals undertook frequent visits and made the most of the British landscape, which was then flourishing in the wake of... Um, the retreat of the glaciers and um because obviously those were those were melting sea levels were rising um so they took advantage of all that water and all the um all the lushness that then came you know from from the landscape because of that 
Okay. So um, Europe, like the whole planet at that time, was continuing to warm, ice caps melting, sea levels were raising. And around 8,000 years ago, the last land connection between Britain and Europe, a stretch of terrain called uh, Doggerland, um, which, which linked North Norfolk with Holland, was inundated. So... Britain became an island and the first in the few thousand individuals who were then roaming that area um, in search of food were isolated. So by accident, the hunter gatherers became the founding mothers and fathers of Britain. Hmm. Right. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if the, if these dark haired, dark skinned people were the nation's founders what happened to our complexions from then to now which i i find this completely fascinating um so some of these articles ask like what triggered the emergence of like our current i say our as being of like that region descent yeah um how do we get like pale these pale features so Chris Stringer of the National History Museum in London he's been studying Cheddar Man for 40 years He traces the cause to the first farmers who reached our shores around 6,000 years ago. And I'm saying, then I'm saying our, because I took this from an article and they're talking about Britain. So um, the first farmers who reached the shores of Britain around 6,000 years ago, as agriculture spread eastward after its birth in the Middle East several thousand years earlier. Um, So it, Uh, Chris Stringer says these farming people would have had relatively poor diets based only on one or two cereal crops and would have lacked vitamin D. By contrast, hunter-gatherers, although fewer in numbers, probably had really healthy diets with lots of fish and liver that were rich in vitamin D. Um, For example, Cheddar Man had really healthy teeth, so that suggests that he ate a really good diet. Hmm. So, um, so they're saying that diet is what contributed to I'm the change in skin tone. Okay. Yeah. So I actually looked up like why this is. Okay. Um, so diets low in vitamin D would have had an impact on the early farmers who would have developed soft bones, skeletal deformities, and other problems. However, vitamin D is also created underneath our skin in response to sunlight. As a result, nutritionally deprived farming folk evolve lighter skin in order to boost their vitamin D, while gene variants for dark skin disappeared. Um, and I'll I'll kind of like break that down a little bit more. Um, but okay. genes for lighter skin were brought to Britain shores by the farming people, um, and the genomic results also suggest Cheddar Man could not drink milk as an adult. This ability only spread much later after the onset of the Bronze Age. So I'm guessing that that's because um, he had so much vitamin D. Like, that's what I think that's the vitamin you get from milk because it's calcium. Yeah. Well, that would make sense why it's vitamin D vitamin milk D that we milk get. It's like whole milk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that we kind of had to evolve to digest milk. Because we weren't getting the same vitamin D as like people like Cheddar Man were getting from their everyday diet. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to break what it down f- a little bit more. Um, okay. I actually like looked up independently. This is that um the National Association of Science Writers. I looked this article up so that I could um, talk more about how vitamin D works. 
Um, so this is an article that I mentioned by John Arnst, and it's actually citing work by this total badass anthropologist named Nina Jablonski, who, who wrote Living Color, The Biological and Social Meaning of Human Skin Color, um, which is a book that I want to read. Yeah. Um, so this is what this is what her work states via that article with receptors located in the cells of many major organs and in the immune system. Vitamin D helps in calcium absorption and prevents aberrant cell division. UVB radiation catalyzes its creation in our skin. Um, according to Jablonski, there is a conspicuous geographical pattern between skin color and distance from the equator. At more northern or southern latitudes, the level of UVB rays hitting Earth's surface decreases due to the planet's tilt. Because obviously, like, at those... So if you picture the Earth, the top and the bottom aren't getting the amount of sun that the middle gets. Right, right. Okay, so the equator is bathed year-round in UVB rays. But seasonal variations mean that people in Northern Europe get virtually no UVB exposure in the winter. So okay. my my understanding, and there's a little more, but my understanding is that because those farming people were not with the area they were in, they weren't getting much you um they weren't getting much vitamin D from their diet their skin evolved to become paler to better absorb vitamin D from the sun. Okay. That's what I think it's saying. So it's really sciencey and I'm thinking that you're right. It is. It's basically saying that the reason why a pale skin became a thing through evolution is because we needed, we needed to supplement this vitamin D somehow. Okay. That we yeah. weren't getting from our diet. Yeah. Um, so as a result, J Jablonski said, humans living near the equator develop darker skin tones, while those in northern climates develop lighter ones. Um, high humidity also decreases UVB levels, as marked by the contrast between skin tones of early humans living in, um, like, dry Africa and moist South America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just a second. <laughs> Is that a lot? <laughs> yep. Okay. No, it's just, it was the M word. We're good. Continue. What? A voice! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Moist, 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 moist. Uh, three moisketeers. <laughs> Ew. Um, I know. <laughs> it's from Letterkenny. Sorry. Oh, I remember that. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so different types of melanin pigments in the skin trigger the variation. So in darker skin people, um, I've never heard of this word. It's it's like eumelanin, E-U melanin is dominant okay. and acts as a natural sunscreen. But for people like you and me, we have more pheomelanin. Um, okay. However, while pheomelanin produces vitamin D efficient, efficiently, its reaction with high levels of UVB also makes um, dangerous free radicals, which can damage skin cells over time, hence like skin cancer. and give us skin cancer and melanoma. So right. there, I think this means there is a little bit of truth to like, yeah, everyone should wear sunscreen. But I think, you know, for paler folks, it's even more crucial because we don't 
people with darker skin, this ooh melanin gives you like a um like a a natural protection. Right. Okay. Um no, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the the lack of UVB rays in northern climates put positive evolutionary pressure on early humans to ramp up vitamin D production, which is why we have lighter skin tones. So um, fair-skinned people of European descent are nearly six times more efficient at making vitamin D from UVB rays than those living near the equator. And it all it all just has to do with those different kinds of melanin and how um, different skin tones, like, use vitamin D from the sun. Right, okay. So the process of long-term skin lightening, no, known as depigmentation, and that, I what I mean by that is, like, skin lightening over time through evolution. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. It occurred due to a series of mutations in the certain gene, with like which has like a million letters and numbers as a name, but it's a certain gene. Um, the gene con- controls the size of melanin packets in the skin and the types of melanin produced. So, yeah. with that being said, nothing about skin tone fucking matters. It does not. So stop being racist fucking weirdos, because you just look stupid. Anyways... It- Here's here's the thing though they don't just look stupid they are stupid they're so stupid so all right so farming may have provided poor diets in those days of the of Cheddar Man and beyond but it also allowed far greater numbers of people to live per acre of land compared to those who were hunter gatherers um, so okay. that kind of makes sense of why that type of lifestyle is sustained for longer than hunter gatherers you know what I mean yeah yeah um. In other words, they had the numbers, and so once farming became established, the genes for lighter skin would have been passed on more, because they had more of those people. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Because make, like, obviously, if you have 100 white people and then 20 of the darker-skinned people, the white people are probably mating with other white people, and then they have more white babies. Okay, yeah. Um, so the existence of blue eyes, also revealed by the Cheddar Man's, um, like, genome, is more difficult to explain. Um, they don't really know why that happened. They thought at first that blue eyes had appeared in humans between six and 10,000 years ago. But now, um, like with Cheddar Man, DNA is showing that it was already well established even before that. Hmm. Um, but it's not, they don't know why. It's it's not clear Um why people with blue like how blue eyes started um one one of the scientists um just said that the continent had a bunch of migration so it might have just been a trait that was passed down over time yeah um there's that myth i don't i mean i think there might be some truth to it but like all blue-eyed people are like descended from the same person or whatever wouldn't this kind of like debunk that well i think the idea is that oh i mean i guess he could have technically descended from that person okay never mind sorry yeah, but it's kind of like that's sort of stupid because we all if we're really looking at this we all kind of descended from the same person you know what i mean right right it doesn't really make sense um so the continent oh i already said that yeah so just tons of migration so blue eyes just somehow happened some pe- i mean some people say it's like a mutation um whatever but this last point is also crucial. So 10 to 20 years ago, many historians and archaeologists argued against the concept 
that new fashions and technologies from metalworking to agriculture were passed on as ideas and were not imported directly. Um, so I think what the, what that's getting at is like, this shit isn't new. Yeah. Like it, so genetics have shown this is simply not the case. It's now very clear that migration has been the standard agent for bringing about cultural change. Um, <clears throat> so I think what that means is that like, they didn't just become, they, they didn't just become farmers. Like, that happened for really concrete scientific reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's very cause and effect. Like, this land, Britain became an island. There was no more, there was, like, much less hunting and gathering. So they had to find out new ways. Like, they had to figure shit out and find new ways. Yeah, to you have things. to adapt and survive. Yeah, so it's not, none of this was new. No one just decided, like, oh, let's let's sell shit for money. Like, no, they started with bartering. Like they started with farming, bartering, all that shit. And they made communities and passed on their, all their traits, including their industry to their families. Right. Okay. So yeah, that makes way more sense. Right. So, um, the, our, the predecessor, like predecessors of, um, of British people and in essence us too, um, moved around a lot more and were able to move far greater distances than we ever had given them credit for until now. Hmm. Um, this is kind of interesting, too. So one of the scientists, um, I believe it's Bates that I mentioned earlier, said, It is only when farming arrived that we became sedentary. And when that happened, we also got the concept of land ownership and with it the idea of defense. And in its wake came conflicts. It took generations to occur, and it happened in many other parts of the world. Nevertheless, it was the biggest social change that ever affected our species. The story of Cheddar Man gives us a feeling for the profundity of that change. That's crazy. So, like, that is what she's basically saying is that it's very cause and effect. We are hunter gatherers. Then we were farmers, then we owned land, and then essentially there was government and there was war. I feel like there would You think there would have been war anyway? I think there would have been war anyway, though. I mean you have to think like if if we're we are a territorial species in general, so like you would say like even with hunter gatherers, if you went onto land that other, you know what, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I if, do, but I also think, you know, like hunter gatherers, they sure they may have, they may have occupied. I mean, they had conflict, not war. Like, yeah, I mean, they conflict is always present land, but they didn't own it because when that land became, um, became, you know, insufficient in terms of food they moved on they moved on right i just mean that there's always been conflict you can't you can't say there was never conflict before that there's conflict over other things I don't there's think conflict she, i don't think she means conflict in the sense of like um like pro, like interpersonal problems i think she means wider spread conflict like um like throughout different cultures mm-hmm uh... All right. I mean, she's a scientist. I just, I just feel like there's still, there's still room for conflict, like between different tribes, between different, you know what I mean? Like, I think what she's 
what I what how I perceive that is that she's hinting toward like when farming when farming came about all these other industries did and that was sort of the like rise of like capitalism and it sort of ended like the bartering system of like I get this you get this and it's like a negotiation it's more of a this is mine and only mine like, kind of deal mine and I got right it because of m- my money or in my resources and if you tread on it then we're gonna go to war with each other yeah okay so I, I can definitely buy that portion of it I just meant that like there's I guess I'm also flashing back to the cannibal episode a little bit because oh, they would have had I'm conflict gonna, too I'm gonna lightly touch on that yeah and granted it wasn't all-out war there still would have been inter like there still would have been conflict between different cultures and different aspects of well I think it's all connected too because we talked right. about how I talked about how like land was all one giant mass right and then it split off and it made it literally made these different sections right that, right that became different countries um because okay. imagine like i I, th- I guess the way to compare it maybe is like imagine if um the united states all broke up and like pennsylvania was its own country and oh, God. ohio was its own country like that that sense of separation would make it different. Oh, it absolutely would. And I, I don't mean to say that it doesn't. I just, I guess I'm just taking what she said way too literally rather yeah, than. I don't think a- she, yeah, I don't think she meant like, yeah, of course, there were going to be interpersonal like conflicts and even conflicts between like tribes. But I think there was more of like, we can negotiate and we can yeah. trade. And less of, of like. I'm going to take everything and survive and fuck you. Yeah. And I think she's like hinting at capitalism and like modern economy. Like that's really yeah. where it sort of started. Okay. Yeah. Crazy man. Um, yeah. So I thought this was interesting too. Um, modern humans were here as early as 40,000 years ago, but a period of extreme cold known as the last glacial maximum drove them out some 10,000 years later. Um, and there's evidence from Goff's cave that hunter gatherers ventured back fifth, ventured back around fifteen thousand years ago, establishing a temporary presence when the climate briefly improved. But then they were sent packing by another um, another really cold um, era. So cut marks um, on the bones suggest that these people cannibalized their dead, perhaps as part of rituals. Hmm. So I thought that was crazy, like modern humans could have been around way earlier than what we ever thought but because of the conditions like these random cold spells like they got wiped out and kind of replaced um with a different you know with a different kind of species of human right um but yeah that the cannibalism part kind of tied into that yeah um, this isn't the first attempt to analyze DNA from Cheddar Man. Um, keep in mind, like, those workmen, they dug him up in 1903. Um, yeah, yeah. In the late 1990s, Oxford University geneticist Brian Sykes, who we read about some other place, and I, I was trying to figure out who did the story referencing Sykes. Uh, I think it was me, but I can't remember what the story was, to be honest, who it was about. I don't know if it was about um the... The one that you did just a few weeks ago with the the woman 
that wasn't quite human. Yeah. Thought. Yes, it was. Was it, was it that? Uh, it had to have been that. Yeah. I'm going to make sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he he tried, um, he sequenced mitochondrial DNA from one of uh, Cheddarman's molars. Um, and mitochondrial DNA comes from the biological, quote unquote, batteries within our cells and is passed down exclusively from a mom to her kid. Um, hmm. Sykes compared the ancient genetic information with DNA from 20 living residents of Cheddar Village and found two matches, including history teacher Adrian Target, who became closely connected with the discovery. And the result is consistent with approximately, and, and then this is how they came to find out that 10% of um, Britons share this mitochondrial DNA type. Huh. Yep. And um, So they were actually able to... Yeah, to living find, relatives. Yeah, and I mean, but I think that I think that a lot, like the majority of native Britain, British folks are descendants because it's that ten percent of their DNA, their collective DNA. Right. Um, I don't know if this Adrian Target was like even had even more than that, um, hmm. but that's kind of where they found out that like holy shit, like Cheddar Man was like the father of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> right um wow a replica of the cheddar man skeleton now lies in goff's cave um and it's positioned i think exactly how they found it um with his feet kind of like curled up under him well i have a picture of the replica that i'll post but yeah i okay. thought that was really cool and there's a lot about it um a lot of the a lot of the sources do have um repeating information um, and just like the story that you told that we just talked about, um, I don't understand why, like, more of this, like, this just seems like such a huge, like, opening into all of this. Like, I can't believe it's not talked about more. Right. That's... <clears throat> the vitamin D shit, that is crazy. It truly proves that your skin color is literally just a product of ancestors and, like, your great 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 going way 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 back grandfather was probably a black dude jesus was a black dude like that i'm just right. people put so much emphasis on it and it doesn't fucking matter yeah <laughs> it, it is literally really... a construct and it doesn't matter mm. and that's all i have to say about that that was really good thanks i hope you liked it it was fun yeah that was fun that was really cool yeah, I like those ancient-y ones sometimes. Yeah. You cover them very well. The science part of it always fucks with me. It's it's a lot. It's I tried to, like, break it down as best as I could understand it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a lot. Like, But it makes sense, though. Like, if you think about it, if white people, if their skin tones are just better equipped for kind of making our own vitamin D like that makes sense that it's going to carry on through evolution. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. That was, that was awesome. Thanks. I Googled because I was like, I want to see, you know, what he looked like before you sent it to me. And I found a really, really horrible one that they had done years prior. Oh yeah. Um, probably was not great. It was very scary. Not, not good at all. Um, let me see. He has like a crustache and it's really long and gross. Yeah, let me see. The, the I saved some pictures. One is the one that I sent you. 
Um, one are his actual, um, his actual skeleton. Um, one of his skull, which does look very, very human. I mean, like I would, if you looked at it, you would just think it was a super old human. I'm going to send you a picture of the one that I found where he just looks like someone's, uh, like redneck white trash uncle. Oh, creepy. Let me see. (laughs) It's a really great time. It's coming to you right now. I can't wait. (laughs) Patiently waiting. It should be there shortly. My phone's acting weird. There we go. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. That was a previous reconstruction of Cheddar Man made by the University of Manchester before DNA tests were available and, of course, depicted him with white skin. And brown eyes. And the worst crustache I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. Didn't this person star in, like, Duck Dynasty? What's that we- <laughs> What's that weird lump above his fucking eye? Like, Ew. It's very weird. It's a really sh- What? It's oh my not god, good. he needs like some clearasil or some shit. Yeah. They did they did not do Cheddar Cheddar Man justice here. Oh my god, that's like The other people did him justice. That's like that's the off-brand cheddar. That's like the yeah, that's like the great value cheddar man. <laughs> oh so, no, that's a moldy yeah. cheddar. Oh gross. <laughs> no, and then you scroll the one I sent you and he looks so like that's how I imagine that, like, Jesus looked like, for real. Right, right. Like, people, ugh, I, I hate, mm. Mm, I, yeah, yep, I Anywho. just fucking, yeah, I have nothing nice to say. <sighs> <sighs> All right, well, do you have anything for padded room? Mm. I'm gonna start decorating for Halloween. Oh, hell yeah, me too. I, I wanted to wait till after Labor Day, because I was like, I feel like that's, nope. like, the end of summer but nope. it's no not 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 doing it september 1st the spooky season bitches I, you know that's what i said and joe's like it's too early and i'm like like no. yeah that's that's what i was told too and i was like listen i have to deal with christmas for two months you can deal with halloween for I was two like, months labor day is that's your final offer like i'll have i'll have labor day fine but then it's on I want my spooky shit out. I might buy a hearse from Home Depot. I don't know yet. It's going to be a great time. I am very excited. Are you going to make it real spooky? Is this your first Halloween in your house? It's my second. But here's the sad the sad part. Joey and I have been collecting Halloween decorations since we started dating when we were teenagers. Okay? So we always used to decorate my sister's house in Greensburg because they get trick-or-treaters. Mm-hmm. All of our accumulated Halloween decorations got destroyed in the fire. Oh yeah, that's a so problem. now we have to start from the beginning. Uh, you know, ten plus years of collecting decorations, um, we have to build that back up again. So, and it's not a cheap endeavor. So it's kind of fun um, though. Yeah, it just sucks because we had some really cool shit, and yeah. now it's gone. So we have to buy a bunch of new shit. We're we're actually learning how to make um, foam gravestones that look real. Um, So that's been fun. Joey learned how to make coffins last year. So that's cool. Uh, You Um, might find this might be too like corny for you. But pro tip, I make um, like witch legs that look like the witch is like trapped under my house or whatever. Oh, no, that's cute. Yeah. Out of like pool noodles. That's really cute. Just like make little witch witch feet. (laughs) 
That's adorable. Yeah, I well, we don't get trick or treaters either. So like, my dream is to just have like a big crazy front yard that everybody drives past, like you know they do with Christmas lights, but with Halloween lights. You guys don't get so. trick or treaters where you are now. No, I was so excited when I moved here. Like, there's kids. We're gonna get trick or treaters, but we live on such a busy road that we don't get trick or treaters. Oh, that's annoying. I don't know my new neighborhood. I don't know. I mean, because I live like around a lot of old people, but there are some kids in the in like the neighborhood. Yeah, we'll have candy ready just in case. I went out and bought candy just in case and waited and we didn't get anybody. Oh, that's a fucking bummer. That, oh, that's like that's Mem- some of my best memories from childhood. Well, and some of my friends were like, we'll bring our kids by, but it rained and they didn't bring them. And I was like, oh. Oh, little, little granny witch Rachel was bummed. I was so upset. So, yeah. Um if you listen to the podcast and you have kids, I'll gladly send candy for Halloween since they're not going to be able to trick or treat because fucking Rona anyway. I but I hope they are because like it's outside. You stay with your family. Like yeah, if they cancel it, I am gonna throw hands. Yeah, it sucks. It it does. It sucks. But oh, I know. loved trick or treating when I was little. My dad would always take me. My mom would stay home and pass out candy, and me and my dad would just go like hog wild. Mm-hmm. Mm. we always hit all the best houses i trick-or-treated until i was like 18 years old i don't give a shit don't put a fucking price like like an age on that symbol of a joy because oh, yeah, i could have been doing did. stupider shit yeah i probably did until i was like 15 to be honest i am short enough that i could probably throw on a mask and still be taken as a child yeah so you know oh, if you I see me knocking on your door know. I'd always count my my candy at the end. Yeah. Yep, every piece, motherfucker. I just separate out like the popcorn balls and the huggies and shit and like the apples. Oh, you got huggies? Oh yeah, that was the shit. It was like a little a little drink break in the middle of a I don't think I ever got drinks. Oh, it was such a good time. Cause you know, you're still you're hogging down some candy as you're going to get that energy and then you need a little drink, you get a little drinky drink yeah, right you there. Got to. So oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't eat my candy while I was trick or treating though, because I wanted to know how much I got. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we took like multiple pillowcases and filled multiple pillowcases. Oh my! What Wait, was your favorite yeah. like kid costume? Oh, I had so many good ones. We talked about our favorite costumes, but mine wasn't. I the one I told you was like I was older. I wasn't trick or treating. I'm trying to think of my best trick or treating one. I had one that was a princess costume that I wore. I know, I know me in a princess costume um, that I wore two years in a row that was made out of like curtains, but it was beautiful. Oh, that's cool. Like it looked really princessy. And then I was a cat two years in a row when I was little for some fucking reason. Um, yeah, I, I mean, those are the ones that I remember when I was a kid. I actually liked, I I liked my witch costume because I wore this like ugly stringy wig and it was like purple and black nice Um, so i like my witch one i can't remember a lot of them when i was like a kid i don't know but oh yeah good times yeah what's your padded room oh well i mean mine's very it's not very complete it's just something that i'm gonna look into because now i'm obsessed with the idea but i heard that there's a conspiracy theory that Katy perry is john benet ramsey i have heard that too I am like, what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that and there's the one about Avril Lavigne not actually being Avril Lavigne. Yes, I've heard that one where she like is a different person. I think she just got a nose job. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's all it was. It, but but the one... Katy Perry one is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I just I just heard that on the podcast and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really I'm funny. Be looking into that because that sounds incredible. Yeah, it does. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um I realized last week that I didn't give an animal at the end, and I was really sad. Oh. Okay. Um, Make up for it. So, this is, uh, they're not going to be, like, um, crazy animals you've never heard of, because I just don't have the energy right now. That's fine. Um, but I would like everyone to be aware of narwhals. Oh, yeah. The unicorns of the sea. Which I honestly did not think were real for the longest time. Very, very real. Yeah, um, there they are. Also, I want uh, a fucking Mar- sword sticking out of my face. Right? I want to poke bitches with it. Okay. Um, so, you know, just, just need you to be aware of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, marine iguanas. Mm-hmm. Their colors are really cool. You're not going to think they're cute, but I just want you to imagine swimming in the Galapagos Islands and seeing this motherfucker swim towards you. Oh no, I don't. I don't hate that. I kind of they're cool looking. Yeah, I don't mind. Like I like snakes. Like people always say that they're like. Oh, I love snakes. I like snakes. Like I don't. I don't mind. Not that this is a snake, but I don't mind like reptiles and shit. Yeah, I I really love them. Um, so marine iguanas, um, and then, um. This one is going to be controversial, um, but I think possums are fucking adorable, and you should all think they're adorable too. Um, so it's the tail. I know it's the tail, but they're actually very it's, loving. It's the everything. <laughs> oh, I love them. I the love them so the much. Now is kind of weird. All right, what about a Yoda fruit bat? Oh my god! Wait, do possums really carry their babies on their back like that? Yeah, that's pretty cute. Their babies hang on to them, and it's adorable. Is- they also have 13 nipples. Wow. So, many not nips. that you needed to know that, but they do, and they're in a circle inside their little pouch thing. Oh, oh. wow. Okay. So, I bet their pouch is gross, too. Um, uh, probably. Anyway, Yoda fruit bat, and then I'm done. Yoda fruit bat? Yoda fruit bat. Mm-hmm. Yoda fruit bowl, no. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Kind of looks like Yoda, right? Oh my god. Like a little bit, you know? I see where they got the name. What is with its face? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. Its nostrils are goofy. I really love it and I think it's very cute. There's a side by side of it with Yoda, and I think it's hilarious. It almost looks like it's part like I don't I don't know, Rachel. That's Did you see the side by side of it with Yoda? Yes. I think it's hilarious. That is a lot for my eyes. I'm not mad at it. I think it's cute. I'd still love it. Okay. Wow. But there are your animals. I gave you four to make up for last week. Sorry, everyone. Holy not that shit, any of you actually so... enjoy the animals, but like <laughs> I, I know I do. do. <laughs> this thing is freaky looking. Ugh. Okay. I, I mean you know, it could be a very handsome Yoda bat among its peers. We don't know. You just love your bats. I do. 
I fucking love them. They're just so cool. So that's it. That is it. Um, We are on the social media. Uh, Facebook is Chardonnay and Sign DNA. Instagram is at Chardonnay and DNA, right? No. Fuck. What's Chardonnay DNA? Twitter that we never use? That's Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Instagram is Chardonnay and DNA. Okay. Yes. I was Uh, just letting you flail a little bit. I was going to see if you figured it out. You prick. I know. Um... All right, Chardonnay and DNA at gmail.com, Chardonnay and DNA.com, buy merch, motherfuckers. Yes, yeah. please buy merch. I, I'm really tired of these t shirts in my fucking house. Buy merch um, and eat glass. Don't smoke it. Don't smoke it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Are you howling right now? <laughs> hey, found us. I'm right here. Hi, baby boys. Hi. You don't need to howl. I'm home. I'm home, honey. You're fucking. <laughs> that was so sad. Can you go lay down for me? Can you go lay down for me? Please. You're fine. Go lay down. Spooky, stop being a butthole. <laughs> working up your brother. He's howling. Yes, hello, I'm home. Now, I have to finish recording. Can you please be good and know how? No. Okay, go lay down. Go lay down. You're fine. Go lay down. Sorry about that.